The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Angels, all things paranormal. This is Angel Talk. Hi, friends. Welcome to Angel Talk. I'm Rachel Corpus, angel communicator and psychic medium. You know, I am a believer that every day is a special day. We are here, incarnate in these costumes, these bodies, these meat suits, gross, (laughs) that we chose. And yes, you did choose your body. You mapped that out like most other things in your life. And you stood in line in the quantum and you waited for an opening and then you popped in. And you are here and you are fulfilling your purpose by breathing and shining your light. This is a special day like every other day. But sometimes a day is extra special. And I'm having one of those days. Because on today's episode, I get to share the mic with two people that I have admired for a really long time. And I am positive that you know who they are as well. On the off chance that you don't, I'm going to read their bios and share their website so you can get online and learn about them because I know as soon as you know them, your life is going to get better just like mine did. I have with me today none other than Radley Valentine and Dougal Fraser. And they are here to talk about their new oracle card deck that they created together called Angels and Auras Oracle Card Deck, a 44-card deck and guidebook illustrated by Brooke Stefanelli. Here we go. Radley Valentine has traveled the globe sharing his expertise about how we can all work with the angels. He has been featured at spiritual events in England, Germany, Austria, Australia, and Canada and in major cities across the USA. The author of 10 tarot and oracle decks, three books, and many video courses, Radley has made it his life purpose to take the fear out of spirituality and bring joy and lightness into the personal connection with the divine. You can also catch up with Radley each week on YouTube, which I recommend subscribe, please, where he brings his own mix of glitter, love, and heartfelt honesty to angel followers everywhere. And his website is radleyvalentine.com. Dougal Fraser is an internationally recognized psychic, author, and cosmic coach. He utilizes color therapy, clairvoyance, intuition, empathy, interior design, and practical advice to help people assess and attain their goals and dreams. He was an invited speaker at Own You, a live event series hosted by Own. By the way, a lot of that content is on YouTube. Binge it. It's awesome. A live event series hosted by Own and has been featured on such shows as Dr. Phil, The Real Housewives of OC, 
Dancing with the Stars, and Good Day LA. Dougal was the co-host of the late-night talk show, That Sex Show, for the Logo, Logo Network. He is a regular featured blogger for the Huffington Post, is a three-book published author, and is the co-author of the Angels and Oracles, nope, Angels and Auras Oracle Deck, published by Hay House Publishing. He lives in Los Angeles with his husband, and his website is dougalfraser.com. All right. Well, let's begin our time together. Welcome, Radley and Dougal. So what inspired you to make this deck? I mean, it was really born out of joy. Like one of the things that I adore about Radley is he makes me giggle and he makes me smile. And if anyone has ever had coffee with us, listened to a podcast, taken a class, like we just like hanging out together. So in the beginning, it was like, well, let's take four colors and four angels. And then it became four more colors and four more angels. And then it became an in-person class. And then it became a workshop. And then it became a certification. Mm-hmm. And I've never done a deck before. This is totally new to me. So mm-hmm. it was really Bradley that was like, I think this could be a deck. And I was kind of like, what? Is that, is that humanly possible? Like, I had no idea that that was even humanly possible. But here we are. And it's just been an incredible, delightful, and lovely journey. There is nothing more fun than being able to work with one of your closest friends. It's just oh, oh, yeah. such a gift. It's true. I mean, it's nice. You do have an energy together where it seems like you're not fighting for territory or ego. I can pick up on that. It's really nice. Oh. I, I wonder how rare that is. You, you both work really well together. Thank yeah, you. that must be a real blessing. Yeah. I mean, Rachel, get... there's there was we did have disagreements. Don't get me wrong. I was I mean, going to say, were cards. did you ever like want to throw something at each other, or like, <laughs> is this always this? Are you always this holy and nice, or like, what's what's the deal here? <laughs> did, did we, uh, I know, Rachel, you work with angels, and one of the things that I love about Radley is Radley's not only a friend, but he's a teacher for me. And angels are just one of the worlds of the New Age world that I hadn't studied that much with. And one of the things I learned, and I loved what I've learned from Radley, is that Radley always talks about you have to invite angels into your life. You have to ask them to be a part of the journey. And I'm a person that struggles with asking for help. I'm fiercely independent. That's been challenging for me. And so for Radley to sort of teach me about this world, about these, you know, heavenly messengers that are available and want to be there, should I and or we invite them in, has just been like really, really incredible. I learned so much during the process about a body of work that I really just had didn't know that much about. And that's been really lovely. And likewise about color. I mean, I'm, I I like get all excited if I like start describing color to people and going, yeah, well, you've got green and that's electric and that's and this is like sizzle energy. And I'm like going, wow, I actually learned something. This is amazing. <laughs> and I retained it. Uh, this is your first Oracle yeah. deck, too. I know you've done a lot of tarot decks, but this is technically your first Oracle deck, right? No, it's my third. It's your third. Pardon. Forgive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, Angel <laughs> Answers and then Archangel Michael. And then this one, but all the other decks were tarot decks. Okay. Now, Radley, when you first started working with tarot, did you find that limiting in any way or, or overbearing because you're so intuitive and so directly in touch with spirit? Did you ever find the, the spreads or the rules of tarot to be too limiting or did, did it hold you in in a box at all? No, no, (laughs) no. Uh, You probably don't know this, but I'm actually a recovering certified public accountant. 
So when I was learning Tarot, I was also doing debits on the left, credits on the right. And for a publishing company, of all things, and Tarot is a very, it's a fixed system. And so I loved it. I was like, this means this and this means that. And and I didn't like how hard it had been made over the centuries and how hard it had been made intentionally, I think, by groups like the Golden Dawn and, and, and people like that who really wanted you to think that you couldn't do it, that only they could. And so... I, you know, right up front, I was like, I, I loved the, 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 the technicality of it, but I also, and I'm, I'm a total symbolism nerd. So I loved all of that, but I also loved trying to make it easier on myself. It's like, how can I make this easy on myself? And so when I got picked up by Hay House, it was already kind of ingrained in me to be, how do I make this easy? I could leave off myself because I already knew it, but it's like, if I'm going to do this, I want to do it in a way that is encouraging, for example, to the Oracle card community rather than discouraging. Mm -hmm. I, I wanted my first deck and the subsequent decks to be a, an invitation to the art of Tarot rather than a barrier to people because they felt intimidated by it. Oracle cards in a way are easier and harder because at least with Tarot, it's it's harder because it's 78 cards and, but, but it is a fixed system. I know what the magician means. I know what the three of earth means. I know what the, the night of air means. I know what these cards mean and they have to mean that no matter how I portray it or what kind of art I get. But with Oracle cards, you're really starting with a clean slate. I mean, and I'm sure Dougal can speak to that as someone who is clean slating a clean slate. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's literally, what do you want it to be? Well, I used to read tarot cards too. That's part of how I got started. But That's I used right. to get in trouble, Rachel, at psychic fairs. Other tarot readers would get readings from me and they'd say, well, that is not how that works. And that <laughs> is not the meaning of that card. I don't like... I don't like rules. I don't like structure. It gives me the heebie-jeebies. So to me, I had to sort of walk away from the world of tarot because I did the fixed system just sort of made me anxious. However, as someone that struggled with anxiety, what I loved about using cards was that it was a jumping off point. The thought that I would have to come up with something out of thin air on my own just started to make me really uncomfortable. So I would let the card speak to me as inspiration, the symbols, the colors, the pictures. It wasn't necessarily the book's definition of the card, but it was spirit sort of tapping me on the shoulder and saying, talk about that card. What do you feel about that card? And to echo Radley, what has been so cool about creating an Oracle deck is as a clairvoyant, I've had images and symbols my entire life. And to have our artist, Brooke Stefanelli, repurpose and do those images so beautifully to see them in a third dimensional form is so cool. And Brad and I would sit on Zoom and say, you know, we want people to feel passion in this card and laughter. So what would that look like? It's giving goosebumps just saying it. And sort of coming up with this playful, really doors wide open approach. You, You cannot use this deck incorrectly. We want you to be inspired by our definitions, but make them your own season to taste, run with it. 
I love that you said that because one of the things that the angels say through me in my podcast all the time is you can't do this wrong. If your intention is love, you are doing it right. Right. Yeah. Thank you for echoing that. That means everything to us. Thanks. Yes. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. So the deck comes out on October 31st. Okay, this is the magic time of year. What a beautiful gift to give ourselves and stock up to give to our loved ones for the holidays coming up. And it looks like there's a live launch party on November 4th. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, so we're gonna be talking to people explaining how the deck works because Angels and Auras is different than any other deck you've ever seen, which is why we're getting such rave reviews from the Ascended Masters about it. And, and so it's 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 got elements to it that are very different. So we're doing the launch party not just to celebrate, but to also to give people an understanding of what makes this card deck different from any others that they've seen. For example, it does have a little bit of a row feel, just a tiniest bit, from the standpoint that we have 12 cards that are what we call core cards. And they represent a particular color and a particular archangel. And they, they function in a, in a way almost like major arcana cards do in tarot. So they stand a little bit alone separate. These cards also have what we call shadow messages, right, Doodle? Yeah, and shadow messages were really important to both Radley and I. You know, when I was a kid, I was a little bit addicted to psychics. I would call psychic hotlines. I got a reading once a week. I, I mean, I went to a channel once a week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I went to a channel once a week. I was really addicted to psychics. How old were you? I, oh God, I got my first reading when I was eight. My mom and aunt took me to Lilydale, which is a spiritual community outside of New York. I knew York. about that. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I mean, but I, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, so my dream when I was 18, I worked for the Psychic Friends Network. I was extension 4257. I don't want to brag, but I was so excited. I thought I had arrived for real. I worked for the Kenny Kingston Psychic Online. I mean, Rachel, we do a whole episode on this. It was very important to me. Those companies, may I just say, in my opinion, were not legit. But as an 18-year-old, I was it, really it. into it. Okay. Oh, wow. I was like, everybody's going to college. Don't mind me. I'm with Dion. Like, I knew I was very excited. Where was I going with this? Oh, shadow messages. So at that time, all of the intuitive readings I would only get, I would get were always positive. Love of your life is around the corner. You're about to get a promotion. You never have to do anything. Everything's going to be fine. As a spiritual teacher now at 46 years old, one of the things I try to do in my work is, of course, the universe wants to compliment you. Of course, they want to highlight the beautiful things that you do. But we're all here on this planet to do shadow work. 
and shadow work are our struggles. I have an ego. I can be envious. I can be stubborn. I can be grumpy. I'm just speaking for myself. And so the shadow cards, when the card presents itself inverted, is not a bad thing. It's not a prediction. It's a reflection. It's the universe saying, hey, be mindful right now of things like envy or frustration or chaos or feeling out of balance. And so we wanted people to show us that, you know, you talked about wearing the meat suit earlier, like we're divine beings, but we're also going through this human experience. And so the shadow work is what's what's your struggle right now? I see you. I'm here for you. We're there for you. It's just it's the nutrients. It's the wisdom. It's the vitamins, if you will, of the deck. And it was really important for us to include that. Okay. And what's really cool, therefore, is that even though this is a 44 card deck, you, there, each meaning has an upside right and an upside down meaning, making it almost like a deck of 88 cards. Your CPA so, is showing. My CPA is showing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, for example, this is uh, card number 10. It is Uriel in gold. And at the bottom, there are words, and the words say passion and epiphany, entrepreneurship and being driven. And these are meanings of the card when it is upside right. But should it be drawn inverted? There are also words that are upside down on the card that you can now read upside right that say uh, imbalance and or being a workaholic or feeling detached or sacrificing too much. And so we have these messages that are like heads up messages that are like, look, this is the energy where you're headed or maybe you're feeling this energy, but you don't have to. Mm. Gold is a great color from an auric standpoint to help heal all of these challenging things. And inside the guidebook is Dougal's uh, um, amazing guidance to explain to us why gold is helpful and how to use it. If you're feeling some of those energies that are more challenging than the upside right parts of the card. So the party is partially our way of saying thank you. Thank you for supporting us. So we're going to teach a live class. We're going to give readings. We're going to go through the deck. We've got spreads that people can get that's special for your support of different layouts. We're, we're also recording a podcast where people can, people can attend live in the audience recording. But it's really our way of saying thank you. It's hard to write a book, y'all. It's hard to write a word in Oracle oh, deck. Boy. So. Yeah, right. Rotten Rather than hard. beg people to buy it, we say come to the party. <laughs> that's right. lovely. What beautiful energy that is. How fun. Okay, so that's November 4th. And then to get information about that, I'd like to share your website. So that is bradleyvalentine.com and dougalfraser.com. And Dougal, would you mind if asked a couple questions about colors? Of course, absolutely. All right. So... I find a lot of people are curious about colors and auras mm. and my angels are tapping me on the shoulder and they're asking me to inquire about how people can best utilize color when they are feeling their vibrational frequency feeling low. Mm. How can they best utilize color to pick themselves up? One of my favorite things about color energy is that it's a tangible form of energy work. So let's say you asked that question, but we were talking about the body of work with chakras, which is incredibly powerful. And I immediately start talking about the root chakra or the heart chakra or the throat chakra. Your brain might start thinking, am I really tuning my nose chakra? Is that really my root chakra? It's sort of a little abstract or obtuse for us. 
But color is something that we use on a regular basis. The color of my shirt, the color of your home behind you, from makeup to curtains to your car to the way that you wrap a gift that you want to give someone, it's filled with intention. So the universe creates these beautiful colors that are constantly a part of our life. And we have the ability not only to be inspired by seeing them, but to actually utilize them to change our energy. If I had to give one color for lifting up your vibe or feeling happier, I always lean towards green. Now, for me, when I see green around someone, there's some sort of creative energy and they're really strong in the power of expression. So they're the life of the party. I'm naturally shy. So I would see a green person across the room and think, wow, they're holding court. They're telling stories. They're listening. They're having fun. They're cooking. They're turning on music, any form of expression they love. So in my opinion, the happiest people on the planet express themselves from their core. So you can surround yourself with green plants. There's literally an energy exchange with a plant. You know, as we breathe, they breathe, we're exchanging energy. You can wear the color green to raise your vibration into that creative communication energy. You can visualize the color green. You can forest bathe, get outside in nature and feel that green. But the fastest way to raise your vibe would be to utilize green. Hmm. Mm. So even when we're looking at our our oracle card deck, so we're looking at our wardrobe, we're even looking at artwork that's been hanging in our home that we've walked by over and over, spices in our food even. Yeah. There's opportunities to look at our life from a, a different lens, really. We kind of get Absolutely. used to things, don't we? Yeah. And it's really a bridge between worlds. I mean, certain fixed systems we're used to. We're used to noticing 444 on a clock or spotting yes. numbers on license plates. We're used to that. Color, I feel like it's a little bit overlooked in sort of universal language. And yeah. so when I'm walking the dog and the sunlight is coming through the trees and the way it's bouncing on, onto the cement or just a lawn that just had the sprinkler going and you start to see rainbows and you start to see movement yeah. of color, this is a miracle. This That's is a, communication. It's total communication. Yeah. yeah. And so I believe very much in the fact that the universe will repeat colors. You know, I'll go through a cycle where suddenly I have a blue shirt, blue throw pillows, and I, I bought blue towels. And so the universe is talking to me about blue or you'll see a pink car go by and they're talking about self-love. So have fun with it. Anybody listening, start jotting down colors, start noticing what colors you see around people, how they make you feel. People love to tell me about their favorite color, but I love to hear about a color that triggers you. Nothing gets me more excited. So even a color that makes you uncomfortable has a message. Yes, because then again, we're going into the shadow and we're going in to see, all right, what, what in love gets to get cleaned out a bit right yeah let's and people get joke there. about like people always say to me like oh i bet you see brown and black in my aura as if that's a bad thing earth tones are so powerful and so oh, beautiful we Mother use bronzer earth. don't we right and like obsidian like yeah. such a powerful <laughs> my husband used to be a makeup artist so he loves to bring in color with yeah. makeup but yeah yeah it's true and so all color has power yeah yes i have a question, I have a mm. question. are you ready I, Dougal, I think Dougal's like braces himself. Oh God, what's he going to ask me now? But it's like, so and you said all this and for, I don't know why this came into my mind, but now I want to know. So is pink the right color for Barbie? 
So it's interesting from like a pop culture reference because pink is the color of unconditional love. It's someone that gives energy. It's a caretaker. It's a really healing color. But the shadow side of pink is that it highlights self-criticism. And if we think of the trajectory of Barbie with body image and size and shape, it has become part of the collective consciousness to talk about, well, there should be all different kinds of Barbies and shapes and sizes and professions. Like what was originated as sort of like a feminist sort of idea also sparked a lot of controversy for people. So the fact that pink is such a big color connected to that makes perfect sense. It's about love, it's about self-love, but it's also the shadow side of self-criticism and what are we going to do and have that conversation. So it's interesting. Mm. I can do this all day. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I could listen all day. What color do you associate with Radley? Uh -huh. Oh, what let's hear it. Let's hear it. Him. I have never asked him. Inquiring so the, minds want the, to know. And so they said you, masters. The, the moment you said that purple comes through first, but then blue at the same time. So I'm just going to gush about rather You got cues. <laughs> so you got cues. Purple is the color of leadership, but one of the things I love about purple people is that it's egoless leadership. A true leader wants other people to be leaders. They genuinely care about empowering people. Blue, which we talked about earlier, is the color of truth and wisdom. There's a protection element there. Bradley's fiercely protective of his friends and his family, which is very charming and lovely. I say this with the deepest amount of love. Blue people are also information junkies. Rad loves information. Let me just tell you something about Rad. If Rad likes a movie, you think he watches it once? No, no. He watches it like 16 times and has to dissect it, which is classic blue. But I would say 80% purple, 20% blue. And then I text him and go, oh, my God, did you notice when you watched this movie one time that in scene five of <laughs> in the second hour at eight minutes that this happened? This is not a joke. This, that is pure reality. I think that's charming. I love that. It's ridiculous. I love that. Hey, we're, we're here to enjoy. Why not really enjoy? Exactly. <laughs> so how soon? I mean, can you see my colors right now? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you have orange and you also have a little bit of purple there, but it's mostly orange. So is orange my favorite people, color. Is it your favorite? It's my favorite color too. Yeah. So yeah. orange is the color. It's also my cell phone cover. Orange is the color of balance and intuition. It's the combination of psychology and spirituality. You wouldn't yeah. be happy with just one. It has to have a little bit of both for you to feel balanced. Yeah. Um, orange is also about like blending different philosophies and blending different worlds. That's something you really love as well. You'd be bored if it was just one thing, but it's the natural counselor. It's pure, pure intuition. Sometimes people who have orange, I do get a little bit dizzy and that's usually because of energy that they're connecting to. So if you ever experience dizziness, that's usually just because of your empathy and what you're feeling in the room. Yeah, that's spot on. Yeah. yeah. Even have blood sugar issues. I'm like, me oh, too. oh, come on, mama needs sugar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. And more weights than one. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was fun. That was fun. Thank you. Yes. You two are wonderful. You, you. are a great pair. Yeah. What a <laughs> we great have friendship. Fun together. So the deck comes out October 31st. And how can people get a hold of this beautiful deck? 
They can find out all they need to find at aaoracle.com. That is AA as in angels and auras, aaoracle.com. You can find it at all online retailers and it is starting to show up in bookstores. I think, but meant like metaphysical bookstores and a, like certain metaphysical bookstores. If you happen to be in Denver, Colorado, then I have lots of people listening in Denver. Hi, Denver friends. There. And the hey. uh, bookstore that I'm teaching in, I happen to know for a fact, was able to get a bunch of pre-copies. So they actually have it already at Full Moon Books in Denver, Colorado. So if you mm-hmm. want to beat the rush, you can get it by going there. But you can find out all about it at aaoracle.com. Very good. Well, thank you, Radley and Dougal. And thank you for being my best friends for life. It's fancy to meet you. <laughs> and everyone listening, if you'd like to get in touch with me, rachelcorpus.com. And if you would please just receive the blessing in the way that you do, I want you to know that you are so very loved and I love you. And we'll see you next time. You've been listening to Angel Talk with Rachel Corpus. To learn more or to contact Rachel, visit rachelcorpus.com. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.